Hailing Frequencies Open, and welcome to Star Trek Discoverage, the live podcast that boldly goes into excruciating detail about this week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm your host, Aaron Coker, a.k.a. Caliban, and I always thought the Jadeway protocol was no talking before coffee. Joining me on the show, as usual, is my co-host. She's also the co-host of the Generations Geek podcast, a more or less family-friendly celebration of geekdom. It's Ella Pearson. Ella, welcome back to Discoverage. Thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> You're back. The dream team. Yes. Back on the beat. <laughs> Here in the second week of 23 weeks of track. <laughs> Isn't it your dream? Why didn't they do this at the beginning of COVID? Um, that would have been great, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I would have I would have lived. <laughs> yes. Uh, 23 weeks of Trek, and then we get some time to maybe think about uh, what we saw, and then maybe uh, maybe a little more. The promise of something uh, a little more in the summer or fall, but no, 23 weeks of Trek carrying us <laughs> to the end of the year. What do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Smooth exit from 2020. I'm what? great. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot, but, uh, you know, this is what we, um, I mean, we've been doing this uh, for a while now, Discoverage. Uh, sure it's what have. we've been hoping and hoping and praying for. Uh, more more Star Trek, and here it is. Uh, you weren't here last week, but did you get to see Second Contact? Yes. What would you think of Second I'm Contact? Very, I'm, I liked it. It definitely, it was, you know, it was a first episode, mm-hmm. but I think it was a much stronger first episode than, I don't know, name a Star Trek series. I don't know. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I'll name a Star Trek. The the original series, TOS. Is it better than uh, well, Clint Howard well, drinking grapefruit that's juice? That's not fair. Don't <laughs> you come in here with that. I can't answer that. Or Nancy Crater uh, trying to get <laughs> get get her plum. Yeah. Um, yeah, I um, I don't know if you heard our discoveries from last week, but we, we had thoughts Whatever. about it. Um, and I think it's definitely... Um, is it the Millennium Falcon, right? That's the one that uh, it's the wrong franchise, but that's the one that you have to kind of pound on it a little bit before it'll go light speed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that this show uh, gets a little bit of pounding and uh, takes off into light speed, or I guess warp in this case. <laughs> I was also saying last week. You're not impressed uh, by the first two episodes. Um, well, we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about Envoys, the second episode okay. in a little yeah. bit, but yeah. I've never seen like Star Trek comedy before other than mm-hmm. like Jim Belushi doing Kirk on uh, SNL. And yeah, it, I just don't like, like, I don't watch the Orville. Like, do, how does this, do you, have you watched the Orville? Actually, I have, I've watched like the first four episodes now. Yeah. How does this compare? And it, it's, it's a little like the Orville. Is it kind um, of like the Orville? But... I mean, not. It's not like it's a carbon copy. Like I wouldn't call it like a competitor, but yeah. just because of the now that I've seen the Orville and then watching this, the comparison's very like direct. Although the Orville, I feel like centers around like the bridge crew, and so it is different. Yeah, right. In yeah. a likable way. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I like about this show is, you know, they've taken this this lower decks concept that we're going to follow of these characters mm-hmm. that are. Um, maybe less, maybe less responsible than like the senior <laughs> staff of a ship, but uh, but they still have like the senior staff, and they knew that they would need like a deep bench of characters to kind of uh, to bounce things off of and like yeah. you know, 
run the um, Lower Decks characters into. And so it isn't just like, and they kind of did that like on the TNG episode as well, um, having the characters be like, oh, there's Commander Riker. Go talk to him. He's from Canada. And like (laughs) just sort of screw things up in that in that way. But yeah, um, it's a it's interesting and varied uh, roster of characters uh, that that I like so far. Um, The one thing that I wanted to say that I I think I'd said last week or maybe not is that um, I was reading an interview with uh, Mike McMahon and he was talking about like their philosophy about writing the show and writing jokes for the show. And he said that like the number one rule for them is that they don't they don't want to punch down on Star Trek. And that like really took me back or aback because I was like, how do you how do you punch down? On Star Trek, like it's it's a 50 year old franchise. You know, everybody knows it. Uh, Even if you don't watch it regularly, you probably have fond memories or associations with it. So it's like I figured that these guys, you know, would be, um, you know, they're here to to uh, bury Caesar and not praise him, you know, take a a couple shots at the throne. But apparently they, you know, they don't want to they don't want to be mean to Star Trek. I think it's kind of sweet, you know, it's like, um, like, I love, here's what it is, and I'm not saying that the, I'm very impressed by the first two episodes, I don't think they're bad, this is not a direct analogy, but, like, I love a bad movie that was made honestly, versus <laughs> I hate watching a parody okay, movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, if I went to watch Lower Decks, and it was, like, a bunch of semi-cheap shots that were, like, funny when you it's like yeah okay that's funny like any you know any spoof movie is like they have bits in it where you're like okay i'll give you that one yeah i feel like it wouldn't be fun uh yeah i well i think i think you're right and that's kind of one of the reasons that i um never really checked out the orville uh is because i figured it would just be making fun of star trek you know in kind of a mean-spirited way but most of the people i've talked to have said it's like barely a comedy it's basically just like tng (laughs) I was I was wildly impressed by the the four episodes I saw. Although I don't know I don't know what it says about it that I watched. I, I think I watched like three and a half actually, and then never <laughs> and then never finished. But um, I was okay. I was insanely impressed, and it did have a. I didn't expect it to feel like Star Trek. It felt more like Star Trek than I would like to admit to the people who tell <laughs> me that it's the yeah. best Star Trek on television. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, so, no, it is. Yeah, it is barely. It's very funny, but it po- is barely a comedy. I would it's agree. possible to do a Star Trek then. <laughs> yeah. Someday on, uh, I haven't done it yet. I'll have to watch the Orville at some point because I want to do a show on not Trek ripoffs, but like Trek pastiches. So yes. something like the Orville or that Black Mirror episode uh, that was. Sort oh, my of God. A, yeah, it was sort of a, a Star Trek riff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to try to get to like, you know, because I think I could I, I know Trek like when I see it. But I if I had to create something that was Trek or Trek inspired, I don't know what I would put in necessarily if I couldn't put in, you know, warp drive shields, mm-hmm. um, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the core principle? You know, what's the, the thread that runs through Trek? Um, the very dramatic uh, intro like shots and theme very right. cinematic yeah cut to the cinematic montage of the ship with the orchestral music behind yes. it yes right and then the and then the slightly old-fashioned text um like upper left corner for the title in quotes yeah and they're going hard with that and it's funny because it's <laughs> it's weird to see you know they're just using the, the tng theme or uh font 
Um, but now it's, of course, in 16.9 instead of 4.3. And so it's it's in the corner, but it's like way in the corner, which yeah. I guess is just yeah. the way it has to be. Yeah. Um, it was so funny. I was watching the first two episodes. I, I was watching them with my roommate on the couch. And it was so funny because the intro started for the first like episode. And I was kind of like, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Jean Rodman's name came up and I was like, oh, and she was just like, uh-huh. Yeah. It's Star Trek. <laughs> little, it is little another Star Trek show. <laughs> hit of nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get started, uh, I thought we could talk a little Star Trek news. Um, uh, this, uh, what am I trying to say? Alex Kurtzman uh, was being interviewed uh, this week, and he was talking about uh, what's coming up for the franchise uh, just in the wake of the delays, you know, due to COVID. And he mm-hmm. was saying that uh, writing for Star Trek Discovery Season 4 is already in process. And they're going to start shooting on Strange New Worlds in 2021. I mean, they got to do something. I <laughs> they gotta they gotta they gotta keep everyone employed. I well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big thing. Um, and this was with the Gold Derby, the website Gold Derby, which I feel like they're always talking to Gold Derby. Why do they get all the scoops? You know, Alex, call us. I got so many amazing Spider-Man 2 questions. Um, Someone's like nephew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they well they um, they do like uh, pools for like awards. Right. So when Discovery is uh, nominated for awards. Uh, somebody reaches out, I guess, and then Gold Derby is also providing like entertainment <laughs> news. It's like, hey, what, what, where's your lane here? Come on! Oh my god! Get off my lawn! Um, <laughs> and we, and he, he also said about the show that you know the COVID thing hasn't really slowed them down all that much. You know, obviously some of the um, processes uh, get held back, but they've basically moved all of their writers' rooms to Zoom, which. You know, I've never really been in like a, a big TV writer's room, but I, I'd imagine that would be a pretty good way to do it. I mean, you know, here's the thing about Zoom is it's much better than like 50 years ago if there was a pandemic. Yeah, it's much better to be in a Zoom room, but it doesn't really like replicate. I feel like, I don't know, like just being in zoom classes and like zoom, like staff meetings, it's like, it's cool and it's nice and it's helpful, but it is also, I didn't learn anything and I I don't. And so uh, during my zoom classes, yeah. Oh no, no, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't learn anything. Um, so I would imagine that even more so than a classroom, the writer's room, I would expect a lot of that, like energy to yeah. come from them all and like community and like a lot of the like creativity to come from them all being in the one room and being that. able to like bounce stuff off of each other. Yeah. I just, I don't know. You have to provide your own bad coffee and Swedish fish or, or yeah, whatever. exactly. Exactly. Which isn't quite the same. And, um, the, he also said, uh, well, he actually said a couple of weeks ago at Comic-Con at home that, uh, 10 stories for the first season of the uh, Pike show have already been broken. So they are uh, working on those. I don't think they're, oh boy, maybe I should go to gold derby, but I'm not sure (laughs) if there's an order yet. Like we know how many um, there'll be, but it'll be at least 10, which is, you know, that's like the bare minimum for what they've been doing recently. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's good news. Um, You know, if everything uh, keeps going on track, uh, we could get it in 2022. 
I mean, fingers crossed, I guess. I'm, as always, a little nervous about just the sheer amount. Yeah. I, you know, I would like them to all be good. Yeah. So that's my concern. But um, uh, very excited to uh, have them back on track. It's going to be going to be very fun. Yeah. And of course, season discovery or discovery season three premieres on October 15th. And that's, let's see, the 11th week of Star Trek. Uh, maybe, <laughs> Let me count one real quick. Yeah. Maybe Strange New Worlds will premiere on the uh, 126th week of Star Trek. We'll see. <laughs> just never ending. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've just seen the second episode of the new animated Star Trek series, Lower Decks. It's an episode called Second, excuse me, it's not called Second Contact, it's called Envoys. And we're here to talk all about it. But first, as always, there's a warning. We're setting course for the spoiler zone, listeners. So be warned. We're glad you've decided to join us. But if you haven't seen the episode, spoilers for it are incoming. The official synopsis for Envoys is, after a high-profile mission goes awry, Boimler is further plagued with self-doubt when Mariner proves herself to be a more naturally talented sci-fi badass than he. Rutherford quits his job in engineering and explores other departments on the USS Cerritos. This episode was written by Chris Kula. Kula got his start improvising at the Upright Citizens Brigade, and he's been a staff writer for shows like Community, Mad TV, and At Midnight. And the episode was directed by Kim Arndt. Arndt is a storyboard artist and director, having worked on shows like Daria, The Venture Brothers, and Super Jail, and has directed episodes of Big Mouth and Mike McMahon's other animated series, Solar Opposites. Uh, as far as the guest cast goes, a couple guest performers this week. Uh, Jess Harnell appears as Corinne. Harnell is a voice actor and a singer. He voiced Wacko Warner in Animaniacs and is the voice of Crash Bandicoot in the Crash Bandicoot series. And also uh, just voice acting legend Tom Kenny appears in the episode as Quimp. Um, no introduction really required. Suffice it to say, he is the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> And there are a few interesting aspects to this episode. This is the first episode in the entire franchise in which one of the characters, uh, just a single character, is seen wearing all three colors of uniforms in the same episode. This is, of course, Ensign Rutherford. Uh, previously, only Tracy Lee Coco as Ensign Jay uh, was the only performer to be seen in all three division colors, although that was in separate episodes. This episode marks the first appearance of a Vendorian since the animated series. That's the shape-changing floaty guy. Not an Andorian, a Vendorian. Yeah. Uh, The last appearance of that race was in the animated series episode, The Survivors. Or excuse me, The Survivor. Uh, This is the first episode to feature the appearance of both TNG-style and Discovery-style Klingons. And this is the first episode in Trek to feature a censored expletive. Cowards. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Sometimes I think it's funnier when they bleep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when you watch, um, you know, like uh, you get Venture Brothers on uh, DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, and uh, <laughs> and they just don't put the bleeps in, and it's like, that's kind of funnier when it's bleeped, though. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've been trained. Uh, what would you think about this week's episode, Envoys? I really liked it. I really liked it, honestly. Yeah. I was I was very entertained. I had a very good time. It was... It's feeling a lot more like, and I get that this is funny because it's a cartoon, but it's feeling like more real than other. I think because because the like the lower decks thing, the angle they're taking, it feels very like, I don't know how to describe it. Real. Like yes, <laughs> like honest. I'm like yeah, I definitely buy that. Like, 
this is what it's like being like an ensign on like a kind of a crappy starship. You know what I mean? Cause it's not like every, <laughs> like exactly. It's like, obviously not every ship is the enterprise. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, it's a lot different than the TNG episode, uh, where <laughs> their lives are kind of boring. Like, uh, he wasn't Vorak. He was Doric or something like that on, on TNG, but he's just pissing off his boss, Jordy. And Jordy's like, okay, I got it, kid. All right. All right. Get out of here. And then they go and like have a drink in ten forward and just go, boy, this yeah. is this is it, huh? <laughs> like, there's no, yeah. There's no like hot bananas flying at them or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot different. Yeah, I really. I mean, I was afraid that I that I would hate. It. I mean, to be honest, I Rick and Morty. I I used to watch Rick and Morty a bit in uh, high school, and I just I find that adult cartoons especially rick and morty go from very funny and very entertaining to just like uh like the humor of like a 13 year old boy who can't wait to be in a frat like very fast yeah (laughs) um and uh that was that was my fear for lower decks and so far i'm pretty i'm pretty happy that's interesting because i i think that lower decks could use a little more of that um like, I, you know, everybody's so nice, you know, they're so happy and, and kind and in Shakespeare plays in the 24th century. And, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, I was I was expecting, you know, it's all concentrated in one character, basically. It's like Mariner is just, you know, a total slob, but also a total badass. And mm-hmm. everybody else is, you know, they're, they're all just like, uh, you know, TNG characters with slightly frayed edges, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I was expecting like a little more slack, you know, like a little yeah. more, um, more like take, yeah. Like taking a character from Rick and Morty or, or some, like one of those cartoons that you were yeah, describing and, and seeing yeah. how, how they do on the enterprise. Um, I mean, I like the concepts of all the characters so far, but it, here's something just being, you know, from mm. a different generation than me, maybe you could tell me. <laughs> Everybody talks so fast on this show. Am I just getting old or are they really packing in like the word count? Um, bit of both. <laughs> oh, so, I, both, so a, a bit I'm getting old and a bit they talk fast. That's fair. Yeah, they definitely talk. <laughs> and here's why, because I noticed, especially Mariner, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, it's I'm but I, it was like in a happy way. I was like, oh, my God, everything is so fast. I love that. It's like, <laughs> boom, 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 but the delivery to... feels like natural, like. Yeah. I had to put the the closed captioning on just to make sure I didn't like miss something. I mean, I just... always have closed captioning yeah. on on every yeah. TV show, but like, I mean, that's because I barely speak English. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, they do a little bit. They talk fast. A little bit, maybe you're getting old, but that's okay. Um, you know, as we as we <laughs> learned last week, uh, Mariner is um, you know the captain's daughter. Um, we don't mm-hmm. yet know if that's like a secret. Um, I'm assuming that um, I mean, obviously the family knows, but uh, we don't know why she has a a different last name and if they're that's a public knowledge on on the ship. And so, like, I like the idea that she's a character who is you know there's a lot of pressure on her. She's got a captain mother and looks like an admiral dad, and she's probably trying to run away from that responsibility, but I don't know why she's like so good at everything. Like in this episode and in uh, the episode previously, the whole shot of the thing is that like Boimler sucks (laughs) and then Mariner, you know, knows what it is and she's kind of fixing it all. And he's along for the ride. And 
that feels very Rick and Morty to me. Like, it's like Rick is always yeah. right. You know what I mean? And I think, you know. And Bormler's like, oh, geez, I don't know. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Yeah, Mariner, <laughs> no. Um, and, I, you know, I, we've got a lot of episodes left. I know we're heading to something, but I, I think that she would be more um, more relatable if we saw that she was more fallible. It's not mm-hmm. a, like I know that they 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 feel like that's built in because it's like yeah, but she's also a slob and she's but it's like yeah, but you know it's it's you know Riker screws up, Troy screw, Troy mm-hmm. screws up, people screw up. I they, really laughed that Troy reference, and I don't know if it was this episode of the one before where she's naming all that she's like Spock suit oh, and she's saying all this stuff, and right, at the very yeah, end she goes yeah. Deanna Troy that jumpsuit. I was like yeah right. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, they had oh. me. They had me going at the end of the, the of the episode because they had the whole thing where, oh, that's a bully, and it's like, no, that's a Ferengi, and I'm like, what? Okay, I guess it's possible that you know she's seen the galaxy, but she hasn't seen. She's never been to Ferragnar and never seen a Ferengi or something like that. Oh, you didn't and think then, she was doing that purpose? Well, well, I, I was, I was taking the show at its word because I yeah, found it almost yeah. unbelievable that she wouldn't know. And then, of course, no, she didn't. She had planned the whole thing, and it's like, huh. Uh, Michael Burnham was super fallible. <laughs> I love Michael Burnham. <laughs> Why is this character Michael so perfect? Burnham. Yeah. Um, I like it though. I like that she, like, she has this past where she's like, she used to be much higher ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she's not, like, I do like that about her. But, she, but it, you're right that she is perfect at yeah, a lot. And, and the he's all worried about the Klingon. He's like, is it Nuchnech or Nuchnech? And then the Klingon walks in and she's like, ah, you son of a bitch. And of course, of course she knows Klingons. You know, all the cool characters know Klingons. <laughs> uh, okay, so we established that they definitely uh, are talking a little bit fast. So I'll just have to learn to, to keep <laughs> a up. A tiny bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did, you, did you get a Farpoint vibe from the, from the planet, the station that they were dropping uh, Corrin on, uh, off at? Um... It had this central thing that had like these a spire and these things, and I was like, oh. "Oh, is that like a visual reference to Farpoint?" I did not. I I mean, I did not notice. No, <laughs> I was like, "Pretty," <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't like, "Is that a thing?" No, I was like, "Cute." <laughs> um, I I know that they are. I, I got caught out because I didn't talk about any of the like the visual Easter eggs last week um, and then as mm. the week went on like I was you know on Twitter and just seeing everybody was picking out all these cool things so I was trying to keep my eyes off the closed captioning <laughs> and uh, on the screen to, to find stuff today something else a uh, visual question I have does does Boimler have purple hair or is yeah. that just like a stylization in the animation what do you mean I mean, just like, you know, how like, um, like Superman, they often draw Superman. He's got black hair, but they use blue highlights. And it's not like he's got like blackish blue hair. It's just like, oh, you know, the reflection no, of he, the sky. I, he has purple hair. Okay. I wonder, is, is that yeah. like, is that an affectation or does he come from a, like a colony or a planet that has a gene pool that's got purple hair? Or is he have a mixed race uh, uh, guy? I kind of assume that there's like, in the future, it's easier to dye your hair. <laughs> I bet you. I bet <laughs> like you're right. Like he just sits in the chair and it just like zaps him, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I look Mott cool." Mott or whoever is, yeah, yeah. You just change it. Like uh, Total Recall, the lady could just you know click her little yeah. fingers and the things change. Yeah, I, I was watching. There's another sub- character with blue hair. Yeah, that's true. But is are they a human? I Which... I thought so. Okay. I was watching um, Sub Rosa the other day. Don't ask and. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, the, the ghost, like, you know, possesses you and turns your eyes green, you know, so uh, mm-hmm. Beverly's blue eyes become green. And Picard's mm-hmm. like, uh, what's your eyes? They're, they're a different color. She's like, oh, I just got tired of the old color. So, yeah, I think maybe cosmetic surgery is just a lot easier in their future. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure that it's like zap and then your hair is just purple and it grows purple. <laughs> see, they should explain that. And it doesn't that. get all over your white pillowcases like me. <laughs> yeah. I want to see whether the characters on Discovery just go, I'm sick of my look. And then, you know, just every every week Reese comes in with like a new like hair color, you know, or like an extra ear or something like that. So I'm just trying stuff out. <laughs> an extra ear? Yeah, why? Well, hey, I can hear better. I can hear better with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, I actually can't hear anything, but, you know, it just, like, sets off my forehead, so, yeah. Um, what else is going on in this episode? This episode's like, um, it's like a typical, uh, you know, we've got a problem. It's sort of like, mm-hmm. you ever seen the, the movie uh, My Favorite Year? No. Uh, it's a story about, uh, Peter O'Toole is like this aging actor, and... I love him. The guy from... Wait, 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 is this, wait, is this... No, it's not. Is this the comedy where he's like a drunk? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Peter, I said Peter O'Toole, right? I want to make sure you heard that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, uh, wait, actually, yes. The, I love that movie. Yeah. The guy from Perfect Strangers, um, I can't, Mark Lynn Baker, I think is his name. I'm not sure. He's like a writer on a comedy show. This is all based on yes, like yes. Sid Caesar's experiences. And they got, he's got to keep Peter O'Toole sober because he's going to appear on this show. But he's nervous because he's an actor and he's not like a TV guy. That's kind of what it reminded me of. They had to like get, you know, Corin to the, to the uh, oh, peace talks on time. But instead, they're just chasing him all over the planet. And it's like, okay, that's a, yeah, that's a concept. That's a good concept for an episode. I didn't even think about that. They should I, have, I wish it was more Peter O'Toole-esque. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know how you do that. Let's <laughs> put him in. A... <laughs> it's the walk. It's all in the walk. Yeah, it's definitely in the walk. That's for sure. Uh, and the and the blue eyes. Uh, if you um, uh, uh, oh, just lost my train of thought. Uh, in the episode, um, there's a there's a plot line where Rutherford is going to change jobs, and I love this. Yeah. See, this is like. Yeah, the, when they're running around, they're bowls of worms. And like that, that kind of humor is fine. But like, I really like the humor that like is kind of skewing uh, into into Trek and, and and the tropes. And I love the fact that they have this plot line where he's just like, "Well, I'm going to change departments," <laughs> and then everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, that's great!" And so he runs through the entire like, just like you know, in TNG, like now Data's wearing red because it's Tuesday or something. Mm-hmm. Like I like the idea that you can just easily detach from a department and then just go yeah. do something else. Yeah, literally, like in the <laughs> like he's doing surgery. Yeah. And then he uh, and he goes to the security department and he's like, uh, OK, and he beats up all the Borg and they're like, Flips you're a natural switch. son. Oh, my God. This is amazing. But then he sees the, the Jeffries to beckons. I know. <laughs> I mean, me too, dude. When OK, the the sets in New York, I was yeah. like, I understand completely. Yeah. Do they have that? The, you that, the diagonal tube that, that Scotty climbs yeah, up? Yeah, you can crawl up in it. Oh, wow. I gotta go. I would. I mean, I wish that I could take a sleeping bag. <laughs> um. Yeah. They they had those, didn't they? They had a they had a gym on the Enterprise yeah. uh, where you do tumbling because that was working out in the sixties. <laughs> now watch this <laughs> front roll. Nice. Uh, I really like the part where <laughs> they, they uh, ransom takes him to the uh, holodeck and they do the command simulation, <laughs> and that was another yeah. part. Another joke that uh, 
that I think is really um, like skews into into TNG where they're like, oh, my God, the, we lost the kindergarten. <laughs> we lost the pre-K. All the children on the ship are dead. <laughs> and he just goes, all those kids. All those kids. See, that, that's that's oh, punching well, up right there. Yeah. That was funny. And I like the fact that, like, everybody's immediately covered in blood. The one thing that they um, forgot is uh, somebody's console had to blow up and just splatter them all over the world. Yeah, no one's console went off. No one was, like, screaming and dragged off the bridge. Yeah, right, yeah. Just covering their face, and you're like, oh, no, God. <laughs> they um they go to, uh, like, a pleasure quarter-type um, section on this planet, and um, we see a gigantic Horgon. We get some mentions of uh, Jama Haron. Uh, obviously i liked when um <laughs> when uh mariners like uh, i gotta go blood peace and blood wine <laughs> yeah. and it made me think like yeah maybe if you drink a lot of blood blood wine maybe your pee turns turns bloody or looks like blood oh you gotta right <laughs> i'm like i don't know why i'm like of course yeah you're like yeah sure of course i'm like yeah why yeah uh-huh I think that's what that's how it works. I've yeah. always thought that. You never thought that. I always assumed that from the beginning. <laughs> I've been waiting to see that on screen for for years. I told them line. to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's you know these are kind of shorter episodes, um, and, and there's some specific bits and things that we can call out. But is there anything specific that you wanted to uh, to to cover or talk about in the episode? You know, I don't know. I think it's going to be more, I mean, maybe, you know, honestly, I don't watch very many, like, cartoons, which is, like, a lame thing to say, I feel. But, like, I'm excited to see how they, how it shapes up over the season. Mm -hmm. So, like, the episodes so far, you know, we only have two. I'm, like, pretty happy with. And, yeah, punch, their thing about, like, punching up is good. And, um... I'm yeah, I'm loving the humor and the characters, but yeah, I'm just so excited to see like what they do with it kind of. Like I just rewatched Avatar the Last Airbender. Oh, here. And <laughs> the, the just the character development alone in that series is like amazing. And that's what I'm kind of hoping we get here too. I mean, not on that level, you know, maybe it's it maybe is a little bit lower stakes, lower decks, lower stakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah no i don't know i'm very excited well we're actually doing a episode on comedy on enterprising individuals coming up comedy and trek and i was talking with a um, comedy writer on the show and one of the things that we kind of pegged was that trek <laughs> trek isn't really all that funny all the time like it's not and it's not trying to be it's not like cheers although i would watch cheers in space for sure oh my god in a heartbeat yeah, just do it like a 10 forward, you know, a 10 forward show. Yes. Um, but uh, but we were talking about how... Trademark that right now. Yeah, we got to delete this and then uh, get a... <laughs> flashy thing, everybody that's listening, yeah. If um, you heard that, you didn't. Yeah, you did not. You didn't hear that. But uh, just the idea that like when, Tre- when Trek really nails comedy, it comes like from the characters. Mm-hmm. So like it comes from, you know... <laughs> there, uh, I was watching an episode the other day. Uh, it's the one where it opens with Data... Um, Picard is taking a painting class and Data, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, what do you think, Data? And Data's like, do you want me to really be honest? And he like tears it apart, but he's doing, he doesn't <laughs> know that he's being mean. He's just commenting on the styles that Picard is using and yeah. how they don't clash. And he's like, okay, shut up, just shut up. It's like stuff like that. And so it, it won't be until like we really get to know these characters and they and they really form connections that we're really going to be able to mine like 
that kind of comedy. Like at this point, I feel like it's a lot of like, oh, I know Jamaharon. Yeah, that's okay. That's a reference. Like it's a lot of, a lot of reference comedy. So I'm, I'm waiting for it to be around for a while so it can kind of open up more. Uh, And on that note is, do you think, is the orb thing a runner? At the beginning, a runner. Yeah, at, at, at the beginning, they they meet this orb that like yeah. wants to take over the ship or whatever, and then it you know gets reduced to a little little bit, and then it goes into the captain as she's you know mm-hmm. trying to figure out if it's warp time or whatever. So, do you think that that is going to to come back in later episodes? Oh, I mean, I guess like the Tilly spoiler. You know, I mean, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. If if you know what if it does I'll be a little salty I won't be mad, but I'll be a little salty around the rim. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, <laughs> like a margarita, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I thought that it just kind of like you know flew. It was so small after you know oh, making her the nice of... tricorder with the purple stripe. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. I don't know. I guess we'll see. That's a good point, though. Yeah, I didn't know if they were you know planting yeah, something doing for a the bit future or like yeah yeah um cuz i think they've they keep saying like every every new show that comes out and i don't care either way but every new show that comes out they keep saying we want to do a little more standalone stuff you know just sort of like these episodic type things yeah and then like every single show and then we're like, like what happened to the spore 10 episodes of picard is just a movie <laughs> yeah so i'm just wondering if uh if it's going to come back but um i think that's pretty much it um, I wouldn't wish for a tricorder if if I if I caught a space orb genie. Did you say you wouldn't or you would? No, I would not. <laughs> you could. Well, what all, would you wish for? Well, there's so many things. I don't. Who even knows? Like, I don't even know what what they've got in their future that is off limits. But a tricorder, you could just go replicate a tricorder, right? I mean, but apparently not, because she's like, give me one of the new ones. <laughs> yeah, she wants. See, this is they are they are junior officers, so we follow on TNG the senior officers who can just replicate a gun, like they can do exactly. whatever they want. They've got the codes. Their yeah, these budget guys, is through the roof; it's yeah. unlimited. These guys have nothing, so they got to save up to just make a, you know, a crossword puzzle book or something. Yeah. Okay. I, I would ask for a like you know when you download like a police scanner app and you feel like a, like a fugitive. Like you're really, you're like, Oh, I'm really getting in here. I'm, I'm, this is, I've gotten into the mainframe. I can honestly I, say I no, but I guess, oh. <laughs> but I can understand, I guess what you're Not saying. Not even when yes. the whole city was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're living through a very interesting time. <laughs> I have a friend. That's true. That's you're you're not wrong. I have a friend uh, when I was much younger and the world wasn't on fire. I had a friend that had a police scanner app and he got so excited uh, about showing it to me. And we sat and listened to it for a half an hour. And it was just like it was like cat in a tree. (laughs) It was just like the dumbest. (laughs) Yeah, I felt so bad for cops. Like, I mean, hopefully, you you know, if you're doing a good job, you don't have to do a SWAT team thing. But it's just this is all they do all day. Jeez. Well, I mean, they sound just as dumb when they are using the SWAT team, so it's okay. But wow. um, <laughs> uh, but I would want I would want that. But like to listen to the if you like if you were Mariner, wouldn't you be like I want to listen in on their conversations up there? Like I want to oh. tap in. Like I want like a magic communicator that I can just it's like a police scanner, but for the like bridge channels, so you can hear them being like. Yeah, the captain got infected by, like, a virus, and now he wants to have children with, like, a lizard. 
you know, like that's what I want. <laughs> okay, yeah. Give me, give me a. Um, remember in uh, that DS9 episode, they have the guns that could like see through walls. Give me like a non-gun version of that, so I can spy on what my mom's doing. Wall, yeah. yeah, get all you know, get all the dirt on uh, on Ransom. He's probably got like uh, like really cheesy underwear that he wears or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> red heart. That. Yeah, right. The red hearts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's what she gets then. <laughs> well, uh, I think we did it. I think that is it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us, listeners. And if you like what you hear, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at EIST Pod for updates and to get notified when new episodes of both Enterprising Individuals and Discoverage are released. And you can tweet to us on the show by using the hashtag Discoverage or email us at EISTPod at gmail.com. Also, while you're on the internet, why not head to your listening platform of choice and subscribe to the show feed and give us a rating and a review because it really helps us out. If you want to help the show grow, you can stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash EISTPod. And as always, if you like the show, tell a friend. Discoverage will return on August 20th for the third episode of season one of Lower Decks. That one's called Temporal Edict. And again, we don't know much about it, but we will talk about it next week. We'll be going live once again at 7 p.m. Central. So join us then. You can follow us on social media at EIST Pod to get notified when we're live and we're broadcasting. And in the meantime, you can check out our main show. Uh, excuse me, our main show, Enterprising Individuals, at enterprisingindividuals.com. Every Wednesday on the show, I'm joined by a special guest to discuss in excruciating detail a selected episode from a Star Trek series. We also have news from the Trek sphere and interviews with special guests. Our latest episode just dropped, and on it, I'm joined by Warp Drive ex expert and Trek franchise consultant, Dr. Aaron McDonald, to talk about the seventh season Voyager episode, The Void. And there's a good amount of Mass Effect talk. If you're into that, you can check that out at enterprisingindividuals.com. Ella, thanks as always for joining me to talk about tonight's episode of Lower Decks and remind people where they can find you online. Um, I'm at Gondor Gold I'm on every platform. Um, same with my main podcast, Generations Geek, at generationsgeek.com as well. Uh, yeah. All right. And that's it for us. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we are signing off. This is Aaron for Ella saying, live long and prosper. <laughs>